Now you will look at me, won't you? The thing is, the thing is, the vicar's not here, is he? What do you call him, a vicar or a minister? But, um, Richard. Yeah. Oh, pastor. The thing is, I have tried for ages and ages to get this axe head off the handle. They're made in such a... Some of you would know this much better than me. They're made in such a specific way as though it's almost impossible to get this off. Is that right? You've got a little still sort of widgy thing in there, haven't you? Special word and there's a treatment with the word and is that right? Help me, help me. But I'm telling you, I tried and I... Tr- it's not going to come off. <laughs> I tr- Shall I leave a mark? <laughs> I... Oh, don't lose me. I tried and I... And it's quite difficult. It's quite difficult. And the thing is this, that... It is easy to fly off the handle, but it is not too easy to lose the axe head. These were so valuable back there. To a penny in B&Q, aren't they? No B&Qs there, not even Tesco. Enough of them around here, isn't there? I hope the petrol's cheaper. And... It is not easy, but something happened. Something happened. And as they were, (laughs) as they were chopping down the trees, this man, this son of the prophet, borrowed an axe and chop, 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 chop. And he was chopping down, chopping down when suddenly, It fell off. This took me two hours to get this one off. (laughs) It fell off. It went. Now, I can't chop down a tree with the hand alone, or I can't. If you tried to do something with just the accent, it doesn't work. There needs to be a union of handle and accent. Now, what is going on here? What is going on? There's something about vision and cutting edge here. And I get the feeling that church, it's not just you illustrious darling people, it's church. I get the feeling that so many have lost their cutting edge. So many have lost their vision. And under the prophet's guidance, down they went to build for God. Yes. And he says, good grief, it's borrowed. I want it to be my own, don't you? Think about it. And what happened? The axe head fell into the Jordan. It's, it's blunt. So I could wreck the place. Oh dear. The prophet said, give me a stick. 
he gets a stick and throws it into the place where they thought the axe head had gone, into Jordan. As the stick went down, the axe head grew feet and hands and began to swim up. And didn't actually, did it? It just defied Newtonian law of gravity and came to the surface. Isn't that incredible? It took a stick to deliver vision back to its owner. Now, to my way of thinking, if miraculously this heavy weight defied gravity and came to the surface, why didn't it just fly off and come back into the man's hands? No problem, is it? But there's something quite important here because Elisha said, pick it up. So the man took his responsibility and went into the river and picked the floating axe head up and received back that vision and cutting edge. Make sense? I mean, it is a bit of nonsense. It's beyond my logic reason. It's a miracle. A sudden supernatural intrusion of God. But I think it's marvellous, don't you? The impossibility of the situation. And I suppose that over the years, over the years, we've been in impossible situations and we've seen God move somewhat. Is that right? We've read the books. I quite like reading charismatic Pentecostal evangelical history, don't you? Where there are miracles and God moving. Quite often I hear stories about God moving where I am not. I am somewhere else. But I want to be there, don't you? Where we see and sense the presence of God manifesting powerfully in our midst. Why not here in Lum? Why not? We're not, pardon me, you're not just dreary old Baptists, are you? No. There's something here for you. There is. And I just think he wants us to know a little bit more about seeing the invisible. Because when you see the invisible, you'll do the impossible. That's vision. Somehow getting closer to this loving, glorious, heavenly Father. How many galaxies were there? It's just ridiculous, isn't it? I've been to some places in the world where there's no natural light. And to see the stars where there's no sort of light glare from roads and that, it's phenomenal, isn't it? The the millions of stars, as it were. This great creator God has come to a place where we can meet him. It's fantastic. And I think he wants us to pick up vision again in our relationship with him. He's our father. He's our father, which is so important. And he would love... (laughs) He loves to cuddle me, not letting me go. 
<laughs> you know, he's I like that. <laughs> that is important. The way we communicate with him. The way he doesn't let us go. One of the songs that we listen to in Chris's man's service in the creme was this from G.H. Matheson. Oh, love that will not let me go. And that really touched me. It was sung in brilliant four-part harmony. It was the Gaithers, which is a bit biddy, but it's fantastic. Oh, love that will not let me He looks at that. Aren't you pleased I'm not God? You jolly well need to be. <laughs> one would discriminate, wouldn't one? But he doesn't. He's all embracing. And he longs to draw us close. What? He doesn't want to let us go. This is the love of God. Which is fantastic. And even when you lose your vision, your cutting edge, your purpose for living, he restores something so that you can pick it up. Take some responsibility. Am I doing all right? No one's looked, have they? Yeah. <laughs> I can't see this very well. Now, here's another interesting thing. I like going back to the first time things are mentioned in the scripture. It's probably called the law first mentioned. You can get some interpretation. So right back in Exodus... Something happened. They come out of the of, of Egypt into the wilderness, and boy, were they thirsty! And in the distance, they saw this shimmering—not mirage. It was a lake. Do you remember? And they all run. Well, I would, wouldn't you? I'd go headlong into it. And as they drank of the water, <coughs> because it was bitter, and it was at Mara. It's Exodus something. Looks like 15. Yes, it is. Because it mentions Elim just down later. And do you know what? The, the typical people blame the leaders. It doesn't happen anywhere around here, though. What are you going to do about it, Moses? Well, what can I do? You know, I'll ask the Lord. Lord, the water's bitter. And, and the Lord sort of ignored that and said, See that tree? Get a stick. Get a branch. What's that got to do with... Just do it and throw the branch in the water. And as he threw that branch in the water, it became sweet. We've come out of bitter, pardon me, life and come into a sweetness in our relationship with God. I have to say, I'm not immune from pain, by the way. Are you? You know, we had distressing times with Chris's mum, you need to know. Some of you see that a lot. But, she knew where she was going. And the sweetness of this life propels us into the fullness of eternity through death. Unless we're here when he comes back. That'll be interesting. You know, every eye will see him these days, you know. Broadband, TV, well, no problem, is there, really? You see, Scripture often refers to something hidden with regard to interpretation. 
often different meanings. So as the stick, the branch was thrown into the water in Mara, and as it was in Jordan, the, the, the stick, the branch signified something else, didn't it? The cross. The cross. The cross. And it seems to me that the tree is symbolic of, he was nailed to a tree. And there's a symbolism there. That out of death, Mara, came life. Mara became a place of healing. Jehovah, Rapha, Rapha, whatever you want. I am the Lord that heals. And out of Jordan, which always symbolizes death, they went through Jordan into promised land. As the stick was thrown in, a miracle took place and deliverance came and vision was restored. The cutting edge came back. Does that make sense? It's all about vision. Vision lost when the axe head falls into the river. Vision died as Jordan symbolizes death. But vision restored as the cross comes into its proper place. It's a bit like the two people that lost the plot. There they were, walking to Emmaus. Do you remember? One was called doom and the other was called gloom. I mean, they lost the lot. Vision, purpose. I don't know whether they expected Jesus to come with 10,000 angels and kick the Romans out. I don't know what they expected. But they wanted deliverance and liberty and freedom. And they lost purpose. Because he went and died on the cross. I mean, they, every, they, their hopes were so great. and I, They saw the miracles. They saw Lazarus come out of the tomb. Oh, I'd like to have been there. Pardon me, I'm saying it and spraying it. I'd like to have been there, wouldn't you? When he interrupted a funeral, opened the coffin and out popped the boy. You know, it's just wonderful stories. Their hopes were raised. This is it. He is Messiah. Now we know he is, don't we? But they had no idea, no clue. That Messiah needed to die wasn't in Jewish cultural thinking. He's gone. And there they are, doom and gloom together. When somebody sort of sidles up to them and walks along the road with them, I think they were so down the drain they didn't recognize him. He said, What's been going on? Don't you know? Well, everybody should know. And they went and told him what had been going on. And suddenly he opens up scripture and expounds it. Exposes scripture to their hearts about himself. Fantastic. As they're talking like this, he said to them one or two strong things like, you blockheads, open your eyes. You read it, it's in Luke 24. He didn't say blockhead, he said something worse actually. As they were walking, they saw this hostelry. Disgrace, isn't it? eh? Toby's. And let's go in for a carvery, shall we? No, no. 
But they persuaded him. You remember what happened? They sat at the table, there's bread and wine. He begins to break the bread. Do you remember? He goes, this so amazing. Because their eyes were opened, they suddenly realized it was him, it was Jesus. Resurrection had come. Death that was sort of encompassing them and their hearts, the doom and the gloom, suddenly disappeared. It was raptured, it was gone. And they said this wonderful phrase, they said, hey, didn't our hearts burn within us? When he was talking, suddenly they realized, I tell you what, they rushed back there. Oh, glory to God, heads up, running around. They picked it up, they caught it again. They got vision and purpose. And it took death to bring resurrection and the power of Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit to live in each one of us. This is none of my notes I'm talking about. I don't know what's going on here, but... It's at the cross. At the cross where I first saw the light. Yeah. Do you watch EastEnders? I've given it up for the time being. Actually, Corrie's gone a bit down the chute, but it's going to get better soon. But that's besides the point. There's a little phrase I heard in EastEnders. Would you mind me preaching off it? One of them said, you need to have a word with yourself. And I wonder whether the Lord is saying, brother, sister, son, daughter, you need a word with yourself. Come to the cross and pick up your vision again. So that my spirit will surge within you. And those dreams that you've had, I don't know, I write things down, don't you? I've got a little road map, little vision thing. I write them down. He does, he's nodding. What's he like? As a dentist, it'd take too long, wouldn't it? Yeah. I went the other day, and I I was quite blessed when he put the needle in my mouth a few times. I usually speak in tongues quietly, don't you? Yeah. Have a word with yourselves. David did it. Oh my soul, why art thou cast down? Hope thou in God. You know, we can go on and on and not fulfill that which we sense God has spoken to us. Age is is irrelevant. It doesn't matter. I mean, Edmund might be at least 80. You are 80. Yeah. He told me earlier. He's alright, isn't he? Little fireball. But I don't want to get to the end and think, oh God, I... Wanted to do that, but it didn't happen. I want to be like King David who served God faithfully in his generation. Don't you? Whatever. Whatever. And I think there is much for us to... (laughs) That hurt then. There's much for us to do. There is. And I think he wants to speak to our hearts so that we can pick up vision. What is it? What's this cutting edge? Nearly there. Being right in the place where God wants you. I'm back to notes. Being 
break through people. Being dangerous. Are you dangerous? Dangerous people. Out of the box. Out of the comfort zone. Out of the old denominational traditions. And being a Pentecostal boy, there are so many traditions there as well. It's not just the evangelical, is it? We can all get into it and be locked into that. Even the, the house church and the charismaniacs, Peter and Kate, is true, isn't it? We feel so locked in. Sharp in the way we hear God. Radical, radical. Pioneers. Breakthrough people. Leading the way for people to follow. Forceful people take the kingdom of God by force. Passionate. Prepared to face the impossible. Just before Joshua crossed Jordan, God said, be strong and be courageous. He said it again. He said, be strong but be very courageous because this great river, incredible river. Why is it they had to cross it there when it was so full? Why couldn't they wait a few more months when you could sort of just, it was so um, shallow, you could just walk across. They needed to do it there. Do you know what the Lord said? Follow the ark. The presence of God. And as the priests with the ark of God on their shoulders stepped into the river, it opened. Yes! And they followed and went through into the purposes of God. Okay, let me just say this. I'm interested in the handle actually. I think that's to do with relationships. You and God and you and each other. I really do. Can't develop it, don't need to. But Amos says, if two walk together, how can they unless they be agreed? Well, we've all got our foibles and things, haven't we? We all think we're right about everything. Having been a charter surveyor valuing property, everyone I spoke to knew it better than me. So I gave up. There's something about unity that God wants to say. I have a Chinese proverb here. Do not use your hatchet to remove a fly from your friend's head. (laughs) Don't tell the pastor, minister, vicar about this week, there's all these marks on here I made. No, I haven't. <laughs> I reckon somebody will come up and have a look later, don't you? <laughs> Someone said everyone should have a good-sized cemetery with them all of the time in which they can bury the faults of their friends. It's not just the handle, it's not just the axe head, it's, u- it's union and unity, isn't it? Just say yes. It is. It is. Together. Together. Keep looking. Keep looking. <laughs> it's time for some of you to pick it up. Have a word with yourselves. Come to that point of the cross again. Deal with these things. And say, I want to fulfill the purposes of God in my life. I've had prophecies and dreams and visions and thoughts and feelings. I'd love to do it. And some of them, 
I think are of God and they've spoken deeply into me. I want to fulfill them, don't you? Nothing wrong with dreaming, is there? Everly Brothers did that for a while, didn't they? Then they divided for quite a few years. Do you remember? If you're my age, you will. Dream. Vision. Purpose. God's presence. Pick it up. Pick it up. It's the cross. And see God's blessing come again. What are we going to do with all of this? I just long for God personally to enlarge us. I long for God to so unite us that Psalm 133, last verse, comes into being, don't you? For there God will command, command the blessing. I long for God to release you as a company of God's people together into purpose and vision whereby you influence, you make a difference. Long for that to happen in your various ways, gifts, callings, characters and personalities. Oh, what a mixture you are. But isn't that our God? Somehow he joins us together. But some of you feel sort of bland spiritually. Weary. I've got, a, I've got my mum left. She's quite ill. It's almost like the door's closed on Chris's mum and the door's opening on mine and it goes on. You know what's her name? Sybil. Sybil. She says, I'm tired. She's 88. She is tired. But I don't want to be tired in the spiritual realm, do you? I want to be sharp and alive with cutting edge. Pick it up at the cross. So that the influence of God out of you as a company of God's people, part of the body of Christ in the Rossendale, is it the Rossendale Valley? Yeah. See something dynamic happen. Oh God, do it. It's up to you.